and I've never lost the FA Cup final at all, I don't think, because we lost it. And it's the biggest regret I've got in football is, is no one in that. Coming up on the official Celtic FC podcast, we're joined for an exclusive interview with Celtic great Paul Lambert. And he blew his whistle. He stop. He said, everybody go home. He's not ready to win the league. The treble winning captain looks back on his favourite memories from playing at Celtic. This is the official Celtic FC podcast. Yes, everyone, welcome along to the official Celtic FC podcast. I'm Ryan Marr and alongside me today I'm joined by Matt Campbell and we've got a very, very special guest alongside us today, Matt, don't we? Yes, we do indeed. I'm uh, a mixture of nervous and very excited <laughs> because the man sitting to our left was part of my first ever Celtic team growing up, just a sensational player all round. He... Uh, of course, had a wonderful career in Scotland. Also won the Champions League with Borussia Dortmund. We're going to dig in to some of his stats as the podcast goes on, but we're absolutely delighted to have with us today, Mr. Paul Lambert. Welcome along, Paul. Morning, thanks. Yeah, Paul, brilliant to have you on. Um, this is the first time, actually, Paul, I think I've seen you since the Legends match down at the, yeah. the game at Anfield against yeah. Liverpool when you were manager. And do you know what? I think after going to that match, I recognise why you were such a winner here at Celtic because even in a game like that, when it was for uh-huh. charity, yeah. you were still at the referee and wanting to win <laughs> that game so badly. <laughs> I, see. I think that's, that's born in any, any sports person that you just never want to lose. And uh, Listen, you were there, the referee was 100%, oh, 100% yeah. scouser, without a shadow of a doubt. Like, you stepped out the cop end, I think. So, uh, yeah, it was great. A great occasion, great, great, um, great charity. Really, basically, yeah, that's what it's for. And to be fair, the support Celtic that took down there was was phenomenal. Really. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to get into your Celtic career uh, in a little bit and try and get some of the, the brilliant memories from your amazing time here at Celtic and all the the trophies that you won, the players that you played with, the amazing matches you played in as well. Um, it's great to have you in. First of all, you know you're sitting here up in the studio at Celtic Park for those that are watching this. It's bring back some good memories for you. It's, it's incredible, and uh, it's funny because when, when you're on there and you play in front of the crowd, you don't really hear it. It's just a noise. It's just a noise that that, that vibrates of it. We, listen, I played in an era where it was really strong. It didn't matter who came there they would end up ultimately losing because the team was that strong and the the crowd were wet every single game. This is what it is, is now. But you've got to be a big player to play here just because of the pressure that's on it and the demand that's on it. And it's because it was happened in the past, the great Jockstein team, that's that's what puts the pressure on it. But you've got to love to it. And it's, if you get it right here, then dear, oh dear, it's, it's a phenomenal place. Yeah. Matt, so you were just saying about Paul being in the first yeah. Celtic team you remember. So... Do you have any memories that stand out? Well, I do, Paul? I do, and I mean, it's in in general terms, though. You know, put I'm like a fanboy sitting here, by the way. You know, I'm <laughs> going to just be complimenting you the whole time, but um, in general terms, you know, I mean, you're talking about, you know, people talk about a Rolls Royce a midfielder. You know, people use that expression, a Rolls Royce in the middle of the park. For me, that's sort of a, a phrase that I would associate with yourself. You see that attacking intent, the ability to hit a pass, but not only that, hit the pass and then move on and receive it back. But of course, 
I was looking back as well. I, I mean, maybe you'll be able to correct this here. I feel like every goal just about that you scored for Celtic was an absolute beauty. You know, it was, you never uh, scored I average. Never scored a tap in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd have missed the ones. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. That's but, look, but looking back, I mean, are there any goals that stand out? I mean, obviously, it's been covered so many times, the goal in the New Year derby for the edge of the area, just in front of the, in front of the well, what is now the Jockstein stand. It would have been the temporary stand at that point in time. You've also got the, the goal in the 6-2 game. Is there any goals for you when you look back in your Celtic career that, that stand out? Do you know, I had a better one against Motherwell the mm. week after the Rangers game. It was further out. That one, the, the, I was on the, was, the left uh, foot, was it? The... Uh, no, we played, um, played Motherwell after Rangers and the, we won. Did we, no, 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 we drew. We drew 1-1 one, one at Fir Park. And it was a it was a real tough, tough game that and I had one for longer out and it and it flew into the top corner. That goal's always forgot about because of what happened <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the new year one because that was a more significant because that I always think if we'd lost that game we would mm -hmm. have lost the league. Rangers wouldn't want to win it. Because I don't think we'd have clawed it back. But thankfully we we got that result that, that put us back in the mix for it and then we just went on that, that run. I don't think I think we lost maybe one game. And the run into that uh, after that New Year, so that, that's ultimately what won as a league, you know. Must have been a feeling though when it left. I mean, see, I'm going, I've said I was going to touch on it, but we might as well touch on it. <laughs> the goal in the New Year yeah. derby. See, the minute that leaves your mm. your foot, do you know it's yeah? Do you know it's going to yeah. No, I knew right away it was going to yeah. yeah I, it bounced really nice, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and I thought, well, I'm not too far. I can I can hit this thing, and, but I knew I had to cut across it. So when you cut across it, you tend, you tend to find it will go, it will sway away. And to be fair, Andy, Andy, dear oh dear, Andy broke many a Celtic heart here in the, and I knew as soon as it, it left my foot, he wasn't going to get it because it was, there was too much of a bend on it and, and that, that killed it for them. It was never, they were never going to come back from that. But the noise that night, I know you're saying about temp, that temporary stand, ah, yeah. the noise that night was, was, uh, was a phenomenal yeah. thing. Like yeah, yeah, if you've not seen that back recently, you'll need it because you you shoot, you mm. score, and then obviously the camera pans in on yourself. You're running up the mm. up the touchline, um, but with the minute the camera pans back, and by the way, it's like 15, 20 seconds that have passed by, maybe even longer since yeah. the ball hits the net. That the scenes and the stands are, are, are still <laughs> almost as if it's just hit the yeah. net yeah. Um, it looked chaotic but brilliant yeah. I mean what, uh, what a goal uh, not, it, was a, it, it wasn't just the goal it was the significance of the game mm. the significance oh, of the game was, was, was you're talking about pressure on that one because it, it wasn't just that it was it was what was at stake it was, the 10 in a row was was virtually going to go mm. if we hadn't got a result and it, and it stopped all that that sort of thing in the that was that was the hardest title I'd won, without a doubt. That the the ten in a row one was the hardest mm. because of mm. what what was at stake. Yeah, yeah. And the pressure on it. I think we'll we'll get into that in a little bit later on. We'll go into some more detail about that season. But since we're here at Celtic Park, since you're here as well, Paul, I thought we'd just start off by touching upon the current Celtic yeah. team under Brendan Rogers. What have you made about Celtic over the last couple of seasons and seeing Brendan back in charge? I think uh, it was unsaleable winning here all the time, even under Lenny. The, the, the club was going great and, and winning it. The way they got a little bit ropey was obviously when, when Rangers won the league. That, that's what it got. And then Lenny leaves, who done a, I thought done a brilliant job here and, and taking over the mantle and and uh, done great, won a lot of titles with the club, knew, knew how to win. And, uh, 
and then Ange came in and I always remember when he, he lost his first two goals, the clamour was, ah, he's not good enough, get him out, <laughs> which is a normal thing here up in Glasgow. So you get that and, and all of a sudden it starts to motor and the, the, the new guys coming in. I never had any worry about the new guys coming in because I, I realised he, he must have known them. Mm. So I, he'd, he'd have known their background and known what type of players they were. So, and the Japanese lads especially fitted in fantastic oh, for the club. Not 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 just the way they're playing, probably their work ethic, which which is uh, which is really important. And no disrespect to them, I think they've stepped out in front of the crowd and they realise what it is. They, to me, they still don't realise what it is. They think, well, this is great here. This is they'll not really connect with it because maybe the language is not there or, or the understanding of it. But my God, they can play, and and then the work ethic of them is, is infectious for everybody. And I think when Ange done done what he done in the last two years. You could have brought in anybody. Didn't matter whether it was Brendan or whether it was anybody, a magician or whatever. They were always going to find it tough to follow Ange. And Brendan, I think, was a, was a great coup of it because he knew how he won here and knew what the Celtic was about and he knew exactly what it was. All he had to do was probably change one or two like wee things, which he's, which he's probably done, and get the best out of them the way the way Ange has done and he, and he has done. So the start of the league has been, been great. Europe, you see it every year, they're not too far away from yeah. from doing it. But you need that result. You need that result at home. Especially at home, you need a result at home in Europe. But what Brendan's done in the short time he's been here, he's more or less replicating what he done the first time he was here. Mm-hmm. When you um when you're watching the games, you look at that team, you're looking at the middle of the park, you're touched on obviously a Japanese player, so right in the middle of the pitch, Rio Hatati. Mm. <clears throat> Matt O'Reilly, Callum McGregor. When yeah. you look at the quality, would they get a game in my team? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, would, well, would they? They might make the bench. Listen, it's great because you can eras you can never compare. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. ne- you can never compare. I always think good players can play in any year. That's the way I, I view it. Could Callum and and Atati and, and uh, Matt Riley playing your team, yeah. Could we play in their team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No problem, because I think good players can play play anywhere. But the three lads that are in there at the minute know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they're they're different. Yeah. They're all different, which I think they they they, they uh, they're compatible with each other. Hatati gives you that energy and drive and that enthusiasm. Riley's I think clever. Yeah. and cute. Yeah. And everything goes through Callum. And Callum, as I said, nine times out of ten, I think, can play with a suit on up yeah. here. And um, so you're different on on that theme. For another midfielder to come in, then they have to be similar ilk mm-hmm. to what they three are. Yeah, Callum's just... I think Callum's a phenomenon of a player, really. Mm. What he does on a day-to-day basis, not just in terms of the games, but you speak to anybody up at Lennox Town, um, They'll say that he's a, the, the the person that's driving everything. He's yeah. first in, he's last yeah, out, yeah. and that's so important. You'll know as a yeah. captain as well. When you become a captain, do you yeah. almost need to take on that leadership mantle a little bit more and, and show that side more? Yeah, to an extent, Ryan. I think you you have to. But you need you need the teammates to to buy into it mm-hmm. and want to do it themselves. You know, and but I go back to it should be expected here. That shouldn't be. That should be a given when you're the captain of this club, because the size of it and the great captains that have, that have been there before, and and if you can grasp that and you can take the responsibility on it, then 
then you'll breeze through it. If you, if you, but you need the guys to to follow suit with you. you. You need them guys to go. Okay, if he says something, then yeah, we know what, he, what he's mm-hmm. what he's saying or what he's going to do. That, I think that's important for me, and it looks as if he's got it. Presumably, then I mean, obviously, we're going to come on to your career and your time, obviously here as well. But presumably, then during your time here as a captain, mm. you had that buy-in. I mean, that was a team full of of winners, yeah, wonderful players, but. I, I presume by what you're saying, then you you had that buy-in from the players run about you. Yeah, I, I think when I when I came here and I took over, I, I the difference with me coming here was I, I just won the Champions League, which yeah. which put you on a woof, like mm-hmm. a another level thing. So I could handle anything here. I could handle. Didn't bother me who I played against. Didn't phase me what was up against. Didn't nothing phased me that way. So I, because I'd stepped from there, and just kept it. Up. So I, that gave you instant. Instant respect and instant uh, people going, oh, geez, what, do you, what do you kind of say? So when you kind of spoke, especially when I became captain and that, then the lads all, they were fine. There was all that kind of respect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could give a wee bit of stick and things like that, but there was never any animosity towards it. I think there was just a mutual respect mm-hmm. in that in that team. We always, that, that year ago, I had that kind of respect because Dear, oh dear, I think most of us were all international players, yeah. so we knew we knew the game. Yeah, I was, was a team just full of winners, full of quality. Mm. Let's get into your career then, Paul. Um, and before we get to Celtic, I think we we do need to touch upon your journey to the club. Started mm. off at St Mirren, part of that team. You were only seventeen years old when you won the mm. Scottish Cup. St Mirren's yeah. last ever Scottish Cup win. Yeah. I was reading that that's the last time that a team has won the Scottish Cup. Full Scottish, Scottish players. Uh, I know. And is it right that you got sent home early from the celebrations as well because you were uh, just a, young, uh, a youngster? Uh, I Alec, um, Alec Smith. Um, he told me. He told me the week before. I was. Um, uh, uh, someone played Rangers at Ibrox, and uh, he came. He, he came to me. Said, "I'm not going to play against Rangers. I'm going to play in the cup final against Dundee United." I was only seventeen. I. I could have stepped out of school and thought, I'm just going to go and play a game of football in a park. It didn't really dawn on me what I was going into, mm. sort of thing. I knew I was a professional footballer to the extent I didn't know, really. And then he, he threw me in in the final. And um, I was never a nervy person, you know. I was never, like, games, big games never really frightened me, sort of thing. You had the real normal butterfly things you get as normal, but it never it never bothered me. But the Simon dressing room I grew up with was... was Unbelievable! That they they made you battle hard, and then they made you respect the older ones. You were on the ground staff, cleaning your boots and things like that, which was which was great. Up some names in there, and that's in oh the dear, oh dear. Like, Aye, would have been there. Frank Frank was just leaving. He go to um, West Ham, but he was there for a short spell. Stevie Clark was there. Uh, Brian Gallagher, Jimmy Rooney, Tony Fitzpatrick, Frank McGarvey. Frank McGarvey, yeah, that. yeah, Frank Campbell Money. They say Neil Cooper, Derek Hamilton, Billy Abercrombie. They were brilliant, absolutely brilliant, but proper men. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you if you stepped to it, then you were getting one. And they, <laughs> and they, that's exactly the way it kind of worked there. And, and they looked after me when I was when I was on the pitch. But at seventeen, you just go there and play. It, you didn't really take it in what it was. But I knew, you know, now the significance of it being mm-hmm. seventeen and getting thrown in against a Dundee United side who got the UEFA Cup final. Eh. Yeah, they did. That's right. Yeah. They got you for cup final, and and 
and lost that and lost the game to us as well. It's incredible actually to think about St Mirren winning that Scottish Cup in that era of the 80s mm. where Celtic were strong, Rangers were strong, yeah. Aberdeen were strong, you know, Hearts almost won a league. Dundee United, yeah. as you mentioned, you played in the final. Quite incredible stuff. Strong, they were strong, it was strong, strong teams that, you're right. Hearts were really good mm. at, that, at that point as well. United were really good. You'd Aberdeen and obviously Rangers and Celtic at, at that point. But I think when, I think, I think Hamilton knocked Rangers out that year. That's can't, right, yeah. Can't remember who, 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 yeah. who done Celtic. I, don't, I can't remember who. Yeah, I was looking that up before this, who, and I can't remember either. Who, it was in the quarterfinals. So um, you know, you know when they two go, mm-hmm. you think, you oh, chance. it's going to open somebody's door for them. You think the United could have been the next. But in a cup final, anything, anything can happen on that yeah. given day. You obviously spent you know a, a, a good while at St Mirren, um, over 200 appearances, like we're touching on, winning the Scottish Cup. Just when I was doing a bit of the research into, obviously before before, before coming into this podcast, um, is it is it true then that Germany kind of enters the story, your 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 the story of your career here earlier than Dortmund because you went to Leverkusen ah, on trial, is that right? Oh Jesus Christ, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah, I, and you know believe us, I tell you that the, the so I got an opportunity to go to Leverkusen on trial. And Tosh, Tosh McKinley's there. Alright. Tosh is there. And, uh, Tosh, He's on the trial, is it? Two years ago. So I, right, I, okay. I, I didn't know he was going. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we met each other over there. I think we met each other over there. And you probably know that. Tosh is I think Tosh's banter's brilliant. <laughs> it makes me laugh all the time. And a uh, great guy. And uh, he was over there. But within about one session, I knew I was at my depth. I thought, well, this is, this is way, way over my head. This, this is too much for me. Because Andy Tom was there, and Elf Kirsten was there, Novotny was there. They were all really good players, Leverkusen. And uh, uh, anyway, we never got taken on. Tosh, looking back, thinking that that's way way over my head. That one, that's that's too big a standard for me. I think I think it was twenty one at the time. And then I came back uh, with your tail between your legs, and you you, you go back to uh, I think I went back to St Mirren at that time. And it wasn't long after that I think I went to. I went to Motherwell, yeah. which changed. Well, so obviously we're coming on to that, the Motherwell uh, move, which came about in 1993. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Had a successful spell there as well because um finished yeah. high up the table, yeah. you know, Very third good. place finish, a second place finish. Um, I, reading through your career, like somebody, when I was reading different articles, somebody was describing the fact that it's sort of like a bit of a fairy tale career really and just in the way that things have lined up as well because during your time at Motherwell, in the UEFA Cup, you faced Borussia Dortmund. Mm. To, of course, you would eventually go and yeah. and move and, and move to. How was your time at Motherwell generally? Then you know, because yeah. obviously it was a successful period. Oh, listen, that really good side, mm-hmm. really good side. We we um, Tom McLean was a manager, and uh, you never wanted to let him down because he'd have gave you it as well. So, um, <laughs> but I went to Motherwell, and thankfully, my God, we had a really good side, mm. and. Um, uh, I went in there, Brian Martin was there, I'm trying to think, Mule Drag Kovic was there, Rab Shannon, Rab McKinnon, Jamie Dolan, Jesus, he was no longer ways, Phil, Phil O'Donnell, yeah. no longer ways, Paul McGrillan, no longer ways, David Cooper, no longer ways. I knew I was joining the right good side. I wasn't sure if I would get in, I wasn't sure. But the move all hinged on a guy called Jim Gardner going to St Mun and me going to Motherwell. If Jim doesn't go to St Mun, I don't go to Motherwell, and the whole thing changes. Yeah. So, um, Jim decides to take the mum swap 
I take the Motherwell swap and then again. But Motherwell started the league that well that season, and Celtic went to Hamden, I think. And Celtic were having a hard time, I think, at Hamden because it, it wasn't suiting them. Yeah. And then we all of a, all of a sudden became Rangers as kind of rivals in that kind of time, and we were neck and neck with Rangers. We beaten Rangers at Ibrox. I scored at Ibrox again. At, uh, we beat them two 0 I think we beat them two 0 and Dougie Allen, we Dougie scored. It might be three 0 and uh, and Tommy Coyne, Tommy Coyne joined us as well at, at Motherwell. So we we had a right good side, but I knew Celtic would struggle at Hamden just with the open spaces there, mm. and uh, we ended up neck and neck with Rangers till about March. And Rangers, I think Rangers went to Tannadice, and we went to we were or we were at Fir Park, and the Rangers were somewhere, and we lost one 0 to whoever. It might be Dundee United, and Rangers won, and that took them away from us. We ended up finishing third, and then. The following year we finished second, we went neck and neck with them again, but the team never changed. Yeah. It was always that same format, us in the middle of the pitch, and and obviously Phil came here, and uh, Big Alec never really changed the changed the team, it just went from strength to strength. Yeah, the cliche, uh, the manager came in. Yeah, and it went from, and then the third year it started, which normally would happen, but yeah. I'd, I'd had a great time at Motherwell, but yeah. it, I, mean, I had to move because it, I wasn't really getting offered anything. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're getting offered the chance to go to, potentially to go to Borussia mm. Dortmund, I know you've told the story before about how that move yeah. came about. Again, it was a trial period going there mm. to Dortmund, but not many people might get the chance to go from Motherwell to yeah. Borussia Dortmund yeah. and get the chance to hit the ground running as well. But I was interested, at that time, I know you went in the Bosman, was yeah. that were you kind of one of the first Bosman transfers? I think Rob, I think Rob McKinnon might have been the first. Robert John Collins, I think, were the first. Yeah. And then I went after it. Yeah. And, then, and then that's how it. So we had we we done the deal before I went on trial. Myself and this agent guy who I never really knew, uh, uh, done the deal, and the, him and the general manager, Mister Meyer, I call him, and the, uh, who I got on with done the deal and they, they said to me, good luck in trial and if you do, if it does well, that's the deal there. And I looked at it and I went, yeah. If there's a few games I need to play well, it's this one. <laughs> and, uh, and then it just boomed for there. Yeah. But uh, the, the hardest part was, you, you just mentioned it, I was hitting the ground running. If I never hit the ground running, I was never getting a game. Never in a million years would I get because I, I looked at the rest and I thought, wow, these guys had won everything in sight. Yeah. World Cup, the national team. But like Germany, in 1996, and Germany would have just won the Euros. They won the like, Euros, yeah. uh, and half the team were in Dortmund's yeah. team. And it was the same in 1990. If you look at the World Cup team in 1990, three or four of the lads are in the World Cup team that won it. And then you've got Sosa, who's just signed for Juventus, and Riedler and, and Sharpies up front. And think, how the hell did I get in this team? <laughs> And Paolo, Paolo had a sore knee at the beginning of the, of the season. And Otmar said, if Paolo doesn't make it fit, I'm going to start you. And we played by Leverkusen. In the first half, I was all over the shop. I went, wow, Jesus Christ, I, I don't know the language here. The guys are taking the ball from me left, right and centre, and I don't know what man on is, or heading, or, or corners. I didn't know nothing. And, uh, and I, forget, I, I, scored, I scored just before half-time, which changes the confidence a wee bit. And I get to half time. I remember saying to Andy Moore, I said, Andy, you're going to tell me what right and left, what man on is. I, I need to know the football <coughs> language here. And then I got it. And then thankfully, with a game on the Tuesday night, 
against Dusseldorf. We beat them 4-0. And I had one of the games where I could have shut my eyes and the ball was going where I wanted it to go. And that was it. It just went from there and all of a sudden it boomed and it, you never came out the side there. And that's yeah. obviously, it goes on to become a an incredible season. Mm. Uh, a dream season, really. It's like, you know, when you're a wee boy playing football, you dream about winning the European Cup. That, yeah. that, is, the, that is the pinnacle. That or the, the World Cup, but... Obviously, we're Scottish, so we'll go with the European yeah. game. We're it's more realistic. Um, you defeat Juventus mm. 3-1 in the final in Munich. You beat Manchester United yeah. in the semi-final as well. Obviously, it's well documented, and you've spoken about it many times through the years. But again, reading reading about it, I watched back highlights of the, the final as well. Last night, nullified Zinedine Zidane mm. in, the, in the Champions League final. What was he like to play against? I didn't realise how tall he was. Hmm. And um, he was six foot four, I think. And uh, I knew he was brilliant with his two feet because I'd watched the wee clips of him and I, and I knew the brilliant sway in him and I knew he could hurt you the blink of an eye, really. The big thing for me was Dan. If the ball was on the left side, he would drift. So if I could caught the ball watching, I knew the Juventus guys could find him. And I thought I need to stay with him all the time, wherever he makes a run from it. And that that was that was. But I was used to playing that role because I'd done it against Thomas Hassler or Effenberg or Hadji, the remaining Hadji, uh, Balakoff. I played Mehmet Shaw. I played against <coughs> great number tens in Germany, so I knew the role. What you're coming up against in him, but you're coming up against the greatest in the world. Yeah. At that point, and you're thinking, well, this guy can can kill you here. And I met him. I met him. Know that. Uh, a few years ago at Madrid, and they we just had a laugh about the final and that. So I met him after that sort of thing. But if you ask me, is the best? Oh, without a shadow yeah. of doubt. Ah, without a shadow yeah. of doubt. You, it's, it's, a, it's another level. That it's another sway. The way his body went and, and how elegant he was. Both feet, big guy. But if you look at that Juventus team that era, mm-hmm. an unbelievable side. Oh, Del, Del Piero, Piero, Deschamps as well. Yeah, Deschamps was there. Ferrara. Montero, they're all there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bosic is there, Vieira, uh, Christian Vieri is there. Dale Perro's a sub when he comes on. So, and also you get Zidane and the... And the, the Not bad. So, so, so you're thinking, well, the, that's why when I came here... Yeah, I wouldn't have been ready if I came from Motherwell for here. Yeah. Or St Monty here. I wouldn't have been ready. I'd have been... Oh, this could take me a bit here. Yeah. You're obviously, yeah. Paul's, you're obviously held in such high esteem with the Celtic support because of the the things that you achieved here at, at Celtic. Yeah. But at Borussia Dortmund, I guess it's like another level in terms of your your stature and your reputation. You know, the, in the same way that we look at the Lisbon Lions being a European yeah, Cup winning side, like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's the pinnacle of it, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's the pinnacle. Of what you, what you. Three beer for you when you go over there. One one. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I've stood. You're talking about going into Dortmund to watch a game. Yeah. Well, I, I stood, I stood in the, the the. You call it a yellow wall. In my time, it was called the Sioux Tribune. So I always vowed that I would go back in there and watch a game, and I did. It was it was the best atmosphere ever. It was it was unbelievable. Did you have to hide. Did you have to wear a cap. I, I had a hat and that on, and in, in the in the but my seat. So I stood in the game in the. I went over to the VIP bit for dinner after the game, but it was it was just a ridiculous atmosphere that was going on in there because all stand obviously and they, you can't move, you know yourself you can't move. So so if you need the toilet, then you may as well just do it doing your leg or something because <laughs> you're not moving. Person in front of you. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was the atmosphere, but um, 
It's funny how the two clubs are very similar. Yeah. With the support stature of it. You know what I mean? The, the acoustics of the Dortmund Stadium is a bit different from here because it can all stand. Yeah. Whereas here you've got obviously the standing area just in the corner. Well, let's get into Celtic now. Um, Matt, I know you've been looking at some of Paul's Celtic stats. Joined in 1997, yeah. left in 2005. Eight incredible seasons at the club with so many trophies as well. What have you What have you found? In well, I mean, I pretty much you've, you've, I just nailed it. you've yeah, pretty yeah. much touched on it there, right? Okay. But um, <laughs> well, I mean, since you know we're into it now, sort of moving to Celtic. I mean, at the time, can you imagine that? Sort of signing though, you know, a Champions oh. League winner coming from Borussia Dortmund. Signing a world class player. I mean, surely you, you probably could have been anywhere in the world at that point, Paul. Yeah, the opportunity to go. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I could have went anywhere. I'd, I'd, massive clubs want to sign me after the final. Then I turned everyone down because I was really happy in Dortmund. I didn't need to move because mm-hmm. I was really happy there. I, I got on well with the crowd, everybody at the club. I had a good rapport with everybody and. Certain circumstances said we had to come back, oh. but I, I, I did try. I, I could have went anywhere, yeah. yeah, yeah. And maybe we were the lucky ones, Matt. Yeah, absolutely, because mm-hmm. of course Paul comes in pivotal part as we've talked about at the start of the podcast. Pivotal part of that uh, team which wins our first title in a decade. Yeah. You can only imagine the pressure that must have been on that season as well. Oh. Were you aware of it when you when you signed for yeah. us of the pressure that was on it? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You were aware of it. And, uh, <laughs> The challenge, the, the challenge uh, coming back was um, was to was to stop the ten in a row. Really, yeah. that was that was a huge challenge. And, and being Scottish, we're probably a bit patriotic here. That you want to be known for doing something in your own country mm-hmm. as well. Do you know what I mean? You, I wanted to achieve something. I'm on. I was born just across the road there yeah. on Duke Street. So, uh, so my mum and dad were from here, and. Uh, I wanted to be born, or wanted to play here to achieve something. Yeah. And the, as I say, I could have went anywhere, made a choice to come back, and I knew the pressure was huge. And that's why I say the ten in a row season was 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 yeah. a, was, a, was a, a nonsense season because of what the great lines had done before us, and the great Jockstein era. I don't think you ever find a better Celtic team anyway than that. That era there. Mm-hmm. That, that's my take on it. And everybody at the place here has to live up to that era, and and the great players that, that they had. So, you make no no apologies for saying if I don't date here, mm-hmm. then that's that's a that's, I failed. Not not yeah. them. It's us. So, when I came back here, I thought right, we're gonna have to win. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to win this. And and uh, when I came back here, I was crap anyway. So, <laughs> for the first few games, and because uh, the team was going really well, with Martin and Craig in the middle of the pitch. And uh, uh, it wasn't until after probably the League Cup final I started to find my feet a wee bit and then it, it, it transpired for there. But yeah. the pressure on it, oh dear, oh dear, it was proper. 25 years ago as well, 1998 is now, yeah. since that game against St Johnston on the, the final day of the season. What are your memories of that afternoon? Because anybody that I speak to that was at the game, that was surrounding the club, the one thing they say is... Relief. Is that what you felt? <laughs> I, as I said, I didn't really feel masses of pressure on it because I was just to what mm-hmm. what I was what I'd done before. So I never felt that. God, I'm so I'm too nervous to play yeah. a calm game here or whatever. You just had to keep your head. But if you saw us training here on the Thursday before the Saturday, Vim had stopped it. 
stopped training after about 20 minutes, we were that bad, and we, went, we were fighting with each other. And uh, it, was, it wasn't good at all. And, he, and, he, and I forget it, we were training in that corner there. And he blew his whistle, he said, stop. He said, everybody go home. He said, no ready to win the league. And he was right, because we were a shambles. And he, we came back on Friday, and then training went there again. And then Saturday, you, you just knew that, you knew Rangers were winning because there was no noise coming from Tannadice. And when Henrik scores the, the goal here, it settles, it settles everything down. Once Harold scores in, you know it's it's over. Because St Johnson had one or two wee sniffs at us. Mm. And they, did they ever think they were going to beat us? No, I never never felt that. Never felt that kind of pressure that St Johnson were going to hear, come here. I just felt we had too much, too much big players to, to yeah. handle it. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously we're going to win the title, but I get that wee sickening... <laughs> nervy feeling in the pit of my stomach there yeah. thinking imagine being I mean maybe it's different being a professional player obviously played at the biggest <laughs> level but imagine your manager two days before the biggest game since you know the oh, European Cup final 67 turned on the scene to you got the road because he's under ready for yeah. this yeah. that must have been that must have been like a, a, a bit of a hammer blow no I think everybody respected them because of what I mean you talk about careers Look at his, mm. look at Vim Janssen's career, you think, well, dear oh dear. Uh, World Cup finals and, and Champions League finals, not the titles Vim won. So he, he was calm, he was not, no problem, and he sensed it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a right. We sensed it, it wasn't a, it was too much arguing with each other and players squaring up and all that, and which, which is normal. You get involved. <laughs> you, could, you could just sense it could have been heated right. with everybody, mm. and you just knew one challenge, you're probably one challenge away from it really going over the top, and, thought, and that's when he probably thought, now we'll we'll call it quits here and, yeah. and get you home. Yeah, Matt. Why don't we look into the the Martin O'Neill yes. era now? You've got a big smile on your face. I have we were talking Paul on a podcast just before this uh, about the kind of kind of memories of mm. growing up and watching Celtic. And Matt, your first memories of Celtic really was that two thousand uh-huh. team. So absolutely. Why don't you take it away? Hold on a minute. See before we go any further oh, here, because I did promise up. I was going to do this. I was going to grass you in here. So what we done actually the other day in the podcast, Paul, <laughs> was we picked a sort of Celtic international eleven. You pick 11 players, if you use a nationality, yeah. then you kind of use it again. All right, okay. So go. I saved my Scotland representation for yourself right. in the middle of the park. You featured in my team, right. you, didn't quite, you didn't feature in Ryan's team, so uh, I'm just saying, you know, you've got a friend here as well. Is it? Uh, <laughs> strong, by the way. No, we got into that Martin O'Neill era, yeah. and yeah. obviously... We're talking about you know great Celtic teams, yeah. great moments, great eras through the club's history. Martin was like a bolt out of the blue that, yeah. that era, coming in, winning the treble, in his in his first season. We've also got the the six two, the demolition derby mm-hmm. here as well at the start of that season. Talk talk us through that initially. You know Martin coming in, could you sense that things were 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 on the up as soon as he came in? As soon as yeah. he came in the building, we we needed something like him. This club needed some that Martin O'Neill. We, we we had obviously Joseph, and then then John he came in, and then they were talking about Gus Hendrick coming. Whether Gus Hendrick was was mm. going to come, nobody knows. But we needed somebody like Martin O'Neill who knew knew obviously been so successful with Leicester and coming up here and and knowing the British game, and we needed that that kick in the backside. I think for your manager that would take no crap really from anybody and we needed somebody like him and he came in and and he, he went, went in pre-season and we get, we get cuffed a few times with no, <coughs> no, no great teams and he, he gave you 
pre-season a little bit, so you, you know that um, you're going to have to be bang at it here. Mm. Wonder this guy and in the in his first meeting, you knew right away that that you had to perform here, yeah. or else you weren't going to play here. That that was the gaffer's mantra of it, and he kept he kept the good players here, get rid of the ones he didn't think could do it, and bring in ones to help, and it just all fitted. But forget the ability, Everton. It, it was a, it was a character. The, mm, yeah. How good the guys were as people, as people as men, and took no took no nonsense. Mm, yeah. And that that's the secret of it. You look at the the team <coughs> that you played in. So if you look at the middle of the park, yourself, mm. Neil Lennon, Stylian Petrov, that's three guys that want to win mm. straight there, isn't it? You look up front, Henrik Larson, Chris Sutton, John Hartson. You got Alan Thompson. You got all the guys in defence. Mm. That is a team. Of winners who are going yeah. to do anything yeah. that they can to win a game of yeah. football. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, like that to to Baldi Vohan mm-hmm. yeah, and Boydy because Boydy yeah, was here yeah. when, when Martin first I'm, came. I don't know, I'm probably missing so many players. Uh, yeah, so when you look at it, Didi Agat. Yeah, uh, I mean Didi Agat would cost twenty five thousand from. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, and, and couldn't kick the ball with his left foot, <laughs> which, was, which was staggering. But he was absolutely brilliant everywhere else. <laughs> Try and catch him, eh? Exactly, he was like, he was like road runner, yeah. and then uh, you think, Jesus, and uh, it just all fitted. We ability number one, okay, we were the ability, but number two, we with that fire in the mm-hmm. stomach that you need to have from it, and 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 a manager that that had the same drive that you wanted to do well for and. He had a great backroom staff in Robbo eh, and, and Wally, who all fitted in great with it. And people talk about it, Martin and you. I, I could count in one hand in five years how many times he went off his head with us. Mm-hmm. Probably counting two fingers. He never, because we always win. I'd love to know his record right enough here in five years how many games he won and, and how many losses he had. But Champions League games, we never, I don't think we lost here. Yeah. All we needed was one point away from home. And if he got that at UV when Amoruso takes a dive, we'd have went through. But nine points can take you easily through now. Yeah. Whereas sometimes six or seven can easily take you through. But in our time, it was it was it was tough to get through nine. So you're looking at ten points to try and get you through. Yeah, and I imagine as well, Paul, that you're saying you can count in one hand how many times yeah. Martin O'Neill had a go at you. Because I imagine if you did have a poor game, that dressing room is probably sorting itself out. Oh, I was thought out. Yeah, yeah. Too too many big characters and and there that. Too many winners, really. Yeah. The, Did you ever see it kicking off, though, between oh, players aye, in there? Aye, yeah. Seen a belter there fight. It would probably shame uh, you second. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 aye, to shame. Aye, I've, seen, aye, I've, seen, uh, I've seen a few in there. Uh, who, who was the one that's in your, your head? Oh, the, be- the best one I'd seen was uh, was Bobo. <laughs> was Bobo. Was Bobo and, of course. And, uh, and Bobo took on the whole dressing room himself, I think, and won. And... Uh, Bobo had uh, a few of the lads pinned up, <laughs> three of them. I basically with two hands. Bobo had three of them pinned up, and uh, I've never seen a juggernaut in a dressing room. I saw it that day, and uh, would even you hide from Bobo? Did what? Would even you yourself? Would you hide from Bobo if he was in that do, rage? Do you know what, Ryan? I, you talk about respect, right? When Bobo first came, he, um, the old dressing room. I don't know if you last remember it, but the old dressing room. Bobo, well, forget to change them. Um, uh, near me at first I had I had Donley McNamara beside me and they took a couple of band pots here, so, <laughs> and then I had uh, and then they left and uh, or Simon left and then uh, Bobo came in but he came in with a sore knee 
you know, he'd come in with a wee bit of a problem with his knee. And it, but Martin would wheel him out. And he'd play brilliant. He'd come in after the game, say, oh, Paul, I said, my knee, my knee. I would say, well, one more game. Give us one more game. I'd done that for about 40 odd games. <laughs> Give us one more game. But I, oh, he had a lot of respect for me, I think, just because of what had happened before. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I seen him losing it. But I tell you what I would say about Bobo. Without Baldi and Bo Vista huh. that night, I don't think we'd have qualified. I know Henrik gets a goal, but Baldi that night in the semi final was, was um, he could have threw anything in that box, he was heading it. Mm. And he was a brilliant, lovely big guy. And the people talk about him being limited. Might have been such where the ball, but I'll tell you what, to have him at your back, 100% you would take him all day long. It's a <laughs> superb team, just littered with so much talent. Yeah. You obviously mentioned the guy there. We're going to kind of be talking about that team in that era without bringing him up. So, Henrik, yeah. you obviously joined Celtic in that season in the, the late 90s we were speaking about, between Henrik's first season as well. So, you, you were here for his, his entire yeah. career. Did you know right away that this guy was... Was going to be top quality, or did you see that progression through the years? I didn't know who he was, Henry. I, I, I just came. I was, I was playing. All, all the guys I really knew here was uh, the Scottish lads playing from the national team. Mm-hmm. Big Mark Reaper and people like that. I, I didn't really know um, Stubbsy. I didn't really know. So there's a lot of lads. I knew Craig, mm-hmm. Billy, Simon, Jackie, Phil, um, Boydie, Tosh. Dan Jackson. I knew, I knew the Scottish lads, but the, the foreign lads and that I never really, really knew. And um, once I started finding my feet, I knew Reggie. Reg, Reggie was obviously Reggie Blanket was a good player, good footballer. Mm. And I knew Henrik little bits, and I, and I kind of didn't understand the way I'm on the field that there's a lot of respect there. And what I did find was if there was ever a one in one chance, he would score nine times out of ten. Yeah, I always thought he would, he would get as a goal. But ironically enough, I thought he'd get better after he broke his leg. Because yeah. I thought he could jump higher and I thought he could he, he looked stronger. But his movement, people talk about Henry's goal scoring and, and all things like that. But I'll go back to it. You ask any as it played them, the work rate. The work rate. The work rate outweighed everything for me. Yeah. You talk about high pressing, all this new word, high pressing. He was doing that. He was doing that. What was it like in training? They, exactly. they bring that intensity. Yeah. We trained the same way we played, so they're your they're your value of it. Mm-hmm. How did we play? You guys watched us, or you watched us, and how we played. Mm-hmm. And, and if I said to you, how did the two thousand era play? You'd probably say, oh, Steve rolled everything. It was the exact same in training. Yeah, exact same. The only one who might have had a wee you know jolly up would have been Louisville because he was that good, <laughs> so, uh, and he could play anywhere. He, 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 could, he could play anywhere he wanted. So. But when it came to training, that's why they were as good as what they were, because they trained the way they played. They, they took no nonsense for each yeah. other. And you didn't want to lose in training either. And that, that transfer, uh, transformed from there to, to here. Am I right in saying that you and Henrik had a sort of rivalry over the pool table? Oh, aye. Oh, uh, every morning. Every morning. Oh, terrible. <clears throat> well, it, got, it, got, it, got, it got to the stage where the language is horrendous. Because <laughs> uh, uh, whoever lost used to make coffee, and I hated making <laughs> I hate, hated that, and and so did he. And whoever won, or whoever won, the other one had to go and make Beautiful. coffee. I uh, and uh, we Angie's room was obviously the laundry, and the uh, and the uh, 
the friend that got to the door, and I had one. I, I would, I wait till he got to the door. You know, I say, "Henny, one sugar, please." Will you? <laughs> and all you hear was, <laughs> and, and then he done it. He, he was shouting to me, "Paul, oh, this one sugar." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but we became really close, and they, I was still talk nowadays, and uh, which is lovely because you tend to find foreign guys go back to yeah. their own countries and, and you do your own thing and things like that, and get caught up in things. But it's still nice to uh, speak. But yeah. you're talking about goal scoring. Nah, nah. Listen, out of this world. Yeah, you, you done it in Spain. You done it in uh, in Manchester. Yep. You done it here. He's done it every. Uh, that's how you judge somebody going mm. to different countries. They really handle different countries. Then yeah. Did he make a good coffee? But that's the question. I did sometimes. <laughs> no, listen. Sometimes they were they were rotten. I, I don't know if he done that in part. Is it sometimes? Ah, you find something in it. Uh, <laughs> could. Uh, it was probably one striker. I thought one one situation. Yeah. He would score. Yeah. He would score. Well, Paul, we've not got too much time left. Um, and I, but I feel like. We've got a kind of fun thing we want to finish on with yeah. you, but I feel like we can't not touch a bit on the UEFA Cup final season. Yeah. That, that run to UEFA Cup final, which you're was just... saying that was fun. Is that your fun part? <laughs> well, no, this isn't the fun oh, part. No, this isn't the fun yeah. part. We've got another bit afterwards. But um, I suppose that's the thing with that season. Yeah. So many highs and lows. 20 years ago, 2003, mm. so many highs and lows, mainly highs on the way up there. And then just that pain mm. and that agony of the final where you captain Celtic and Seville. Yeah. Is, it, is it weird to look back in your memories of that season? Because you must have so many great ones, but also it accumulates in that yeah. defeat. Do you know what? It's funny, Ryan. I've never watched the Champions League final in full, and I've never watched the FA Cup final at all, I don't think, because we lost it. And it's the biggest regret I've got in football is, is no one in that. Because I... Would we would that era would that team have been classified as probably as close to the lines? Probably yeah, because yeah. it's won a European title. Yeah. Because we fell short, I still say we're we were one of the best Celtic teams in a number of years. That that team that we played in, and that's no disrespect to any other. Everybody's got their own opinion of it. But I played in an era where that was that was a strong Celtic team. Could it handle anywhere? Yeah, could it handle playing down in England? Without a shadow of a doubt. You showed it, yeah. Uh, twice, yeah didn't without it? a shadow of a doubt. And that was over four games. Uh, yeah, so it, no no worries whatsoever that team handling anywhere. Uh, the biggest thing is losing the UEFA Cup final. Did we lose against a great Porto team? When you look back on it, yeah, it was. It won the Champions League the year after. Yeah. The manager that was coming through became one of the greats in Josie. And people can talk about them play acting and all that. Well, I'll tell you what. I wish we were running three two because we'd have done the exact same mm. and rolled about and ran forty yards behind the goal to get the ball and mm. things like that. They they'd done they'd done the job on us and we weren't just quite. We just never hit the level for a final to to win it and it just fell short and that's the the disappointment. The run yeah was brilliant, but the final oh, it was it was. What's the what's the standout moment in the run to the final? Poor. Well, the standout game, the one that yeah. you reflect on, and like everyone probably has different ones. You know, like it might be Liverpool away for one, it might be Boa Vista, it might you know uh, Blackburn. There's so many. We had a we a brilliant result here, I think, against Stuttgart, Stuttgart here, uh, and Stuttgart, yeah. Stuttgart away. I mean, they they came at us full angles, and we got. Did we beat three two? Three two. Alan Thompson scored yeah. Which gets us through, and that was a hard, hard game in Stuttgart, Liverpool away. There's so many great yeah. 
great moments there. That both feet, both Vista, I think was the worst we played here. Yeah. Because I think it was an afternoon. It was kind of <coughs> a six o'clock kickoff or something. Something yeah. kind of. It wasn't under the lights because of the TV, I think, and uh, Celtic Vigo as well. Yeah. You look at Celtic Vigo, but the both Vista one, <coughs> they were so stuffy and so horrible to play against that. That I always think Spanish teams and, and Portuguese yeah. teams are, are tough to play against yeah. because of the way they are. But the 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 final that was a that was an absolute gut wrencher. I've spoken to Porto fans through the years when we've been doing the stadium tours and stuff like that, and Porto fans have said, you know, that. The UEFA Cup final, obviously, they went and won the Champions League yeah. next year. The UEFA Cup final is the one they look back on yeah. and st still have this sort of nervous sweat on because it was it was so tough. Yeah. They, they, pretty much, I think, in the in the supporters' minds, they breezed the Champions League final in comparison to how, uh, how the, the UEFA Cup final. Went. The stadium wasn't big enough. The oh, Seville stadium wasn't yeah. big enough. I thought I that at the time. Fans were there. I know Seville. that was there's a great. It's probably it's probably in the stadium and that yeah. great picture of the crowd. You think, Jesus, but. I remember walking out the night we were trained on the pitch the night before I thought, well, this pitch is terrible. It was really dry. Yeah. And it was, I think it was just really laid. So it hadn't knitted together, the grass. It was kind of, you know you, you lay grass, yeah. the lines are on it. I thought, it's not great bloody pitch. I just need to water this. This is no, no great. And I thought the stadium itself wasn't big enough to hold the support. Mm. They should have they, they should have realised what what support this club generates. Where, and it's, but it's true what people say that if you play for Celtic, you leave Celtic at some point, but it never really leaves you, especially if you do yeah. pretty well here, you know, yeah, the, the fans yeah. will always be good with you, you know. Superb. Um, Paul, we want to finish off, I mean, we could go into so many more mm. memories and yeah. trophies and stuff, but we'd probably need about 10 series <laughs> yeah. to, to get through yeah, that. Yeah. And, um, so what we want to finish off on is something a bit bit fun to get some more stories about some of the players you played with and what we're going to do is we're going to get you to build your perfect player out of the Celtic players you played with right, right. so we've got seven different categories right so we've got like right foot left foot heading speed aggression or strength vision and skill right. we're going to go through each one right. and I want you to pick you can't have the same player twice you can't okay no. right so okay. we'll start off with then right foot who would you have Okay, I can do right and left in one player. And, oh. yeah, I knew it was going to be this. Right, okay, we'll give you this one. Aye. Didi I got. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> uh, both Do feet. you know what foot he was? We no. discussed this earlier. He's, uh, he's, um, there's only one guy I, could, I played with a guy in Germany, a guy called Jörg Heinrich, who played left wing back. I don't know what his strongest foot, whether it was right or left. Maravchik, I think... Uh, was proper. I mean, he could strike the ball right or left. You wouldn't know what's what. For me, that's an easy one. Right and left without a shadow. <laughs> who's oh, without a shadow, who's yeah. the best uh, header of the ball then? We're going in attacking sense. Oh, I was going to say, we're going, uh, uh, we're going attacking. Uh, we'll go attacking for this. Best header. Because, yeah, maybe. I would. Oh, dear, oh. Henry could head the ball by the aye. way. The lead he would get. Hartson was great aye. in the air. Chris as well. Sutty was great in the air. His goal against Ajax. Oh. Henrik's timing was brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, his two goals in the UEFA Cup could final. Get you, uh, Jesus, that's a tough one. Uh, Viduka could head it. Yeah, of course. As well, Big Mark could head it. Yeah. Or out of the AC, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Henrik. Henrik, Henrik. Yeah. okay. Good shout, to be fair. Yes. Uh, speed 
Oh, with a, with a shadow. Mention like, him. Oh, with a, with a shadow. He can catch pigeons, that guy. <laughs> he could, he could, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was the quickest guy ever. Do you think if he actually went into like a 100 metre race, he would fare not too bad? Oh, like, like, honestly, he, he was, he was, <laughs> he, he was absolutely rapid. I'm going to, I'll go for Didi. Aggression or strength, I know we're talking about this in attacking sense, but this can be just oh, your yeah. strongest player, but I think probably to against it, that might be. If you break it down to if you break it down to strength, right? I could I could throw Johan into that because mm. Johan was an absolute beast. He's seen the videos as well. I know, I know he's I know he's a, he's a model, I think. That, yeah. <laughs> but for sheer aggression, that you go bobo. Yeah. For sheer aggression, but strength, Johan, I, I don't think. Ah, he wouldn't be too far. Yos <laughs> Yos was a big, strong guy, but oh, he wasn't. He could play against that defence. Imagine oh. that. Uh, Up to one header against them three. <laughs> no, bobo was it was sheer aggression, and Johan was proper strength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so two more then. Um, so this is where it's going to be maybe a little bit difficult because this one's vision or football and brain. Yeah. And you've already used Lupo from the right and left him. foot, so Aye. you can't use him. So who had the best had the best vision, the best football and brain, the best football intelligence? Can you use yourself as well, by the yeah, way? Yeah, of course. Uh, Aye, you can throw uh, yourself in. I'll, I'll leave myself, I'll leave myself <laughs> out. I'll, uh, intelligence, football uh, intelligence. Well, they, all had, they all had that. Someone that could read the game. Yeah, could... they all had that. That's maybe one of like Lenny's new Lenny's strengths as well, wasn't it? Lenny sure, was no? intelligent. Jackie was intelligent. Yeah. Jackie Jackie could play anywhere. Yeah. I, I'll go Jackie. Yeah. I think Jackie could play anywhere in the back four, anywhere in midfield. But do you know what you see talking about that? You see that nowadays where, you know, like Philip Lamb moving from right back into yeah. the centre mid. Jackie yeah. was doing that. Jackie <laughs> could do it. Twenty years uh, ago. I think intelligence Jackie could um, Yeah. Could do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean <laughs> We could let you away with this, you know, Excel like, can pretty much do whatever you like here, but because he's already been named in this sort of uh, in in this category, but the most skillful player that you played with, because I'm looking at that going, I can't, again, you, could, you could probably go Lubo <laughs> again have, for just that. Just have a your perfect player. <laughs> do you know he was, he was really skillful as well? Martin Vicost. Oh, yeah. Aye, yeah. uh, Martin was really skillful. Lubo was, Lubo was a natural talent. Mm -hmm. A natural gift of God, I think that yeah. was. You know, yeah, that he no. could, he could, dent really with, with the ball. Um, yeah, Marv Vaduka was unbelievable skillful. Yeah, unbelievable skillful. Big Mark was. It's going to say you had some of the young guys coming through, like Maloney and McGeady's and yeah. stuff as well that were. Yeah, but I think yeah, the, the other kids coming through. Would they hit Lubo's height? Mm. <laughs> no. No, no with both feet, no, absolutely not a chance. We're yeah. going we go with Lubo again. Grab you at Lubo again. Uh, uh, Lubo's brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be amazing at football as well. <laughs> uh, Paul, that wraps everything up. Thank you so much for joining us and taking out the time to come and speak to us and go through some of those memories. As I said, there's still probably so many things. People are probably screaming, going, why did you not ask about that? Why did you not ask about that? Uh, yeah. But um, We'll need to get Paul back on at one point. I know, we just need to have part two or three. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Probably really enjoyable. No, no, thank really you good. so much, Matt. Did you enjoy that? Going back down memory lane Absolutely. for you? Absolutely. Yeah, just it's <laughs> pretty much whenever I'm talking about this, the team, you know, Martin's team, that's like my team that I grew up with, you know, so 
just going to have a permanent smile on my face all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. No, yeah. thank you so much. And uh, yeah, do join us again. We'll be back on Monday for another podcast where we'll have an exclusive interview with John Kennedy. I'm a, you Hi, you John, have you? Yeah, yeah. we've got John yeah. on uh, on Monday's one, so good. I'll say hello to him yeah. for you. Um, good player, so, him as well. Yeah, 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 really good, good player. player. Yeah, and doing brilliant stuff now as a, as a coach for Celtic. Yeah. So do join us again then. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast so you, you don't miss it. And again, thank you so much to Paul Lambert for coming. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you very much, Enjoyed Paul. it.